Let's Get Spiritual podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to advise or counsel anyone. If you need counseling or advice on spiritual matters, you should seek professional help. Now, let's get started. back let's get spiritual hey i wasn't even tempted that time tony to say uh let's get physical <laughs> i finally got uh, it in my head i think uh. i was though <laughs> he kind of hit you up real quick. Yeah. you know if i could sing i would sing that mm. and if we had any money would get maybe olivia to oh, that'd be nice. change one word or two to yeah. it and make it appropriate but it's not hey welcome back to let's get spiritual because uh man we are in a season right now uh, as we record this, Brother T, we are within two weeks of a national election where not only do our local uh, folks in politics get elected, but also our national leaders get elected. So this is a pretty important time, don't you think? Dr. D, it, it has been uh, crazy already, and it's going to be probably even more so uh, as it gets closer. Uh, things seem to come out. Uh, days before the election. What do you think about all the dire predictions about uh, the world's going to go to hell in a handbasket right afterwards, regardless of who gets elected, that the streets are going to be full of rioting and, and uh, our cities are going to go up in flames? Do you buy into that? Well, uh, we've already seen some uh, of the protesting and the rioting, you know, with flames and uh, that type of stuff. And uh, there are definitely, there are a lot of people that are predicting that. Yeah. And uh, I think we're right before something like that. I really do. Yeah, it can happen. And um, I've got some travel plans shortly after the, matter of fact, I'm speaking at a church in uh, Florida that, of course, the election is on Tuesday and I'm down there Friday, Saturday and Sunday of that week. So we just hope and pray that (laughs) I can get safely there and safely back the next week. I travel out to Oklahoma City. And so uh, I'm, I'm, I think there probably are going to be some things that happen, mm-hmm. and let's just we should pray for our country regardless, regardless yes. of who gets elected, regardless of who responds and how they respond. Mm-hmm. That's what I think, and that's what people should do. Well, I, this this whole week, obviously, as we've announced, it's on politics, and um, I just want to ask you: Do you think there is a spiritual element element to politics? It, you know, the whole concept of this podcast, Brother T, is that. Um, Everything we do because we're created in the image of God is spiritual in nature. And so, therefore, what we did was we opened up. There is no subject that's off limits to mm-hmm. us in right. this. We want to look at whether it be parenting or economics or, in my case, you know, pretirement where I am in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and what does that look like from a spiritual standpoint or they're still working? What does I mean, there is no, there is no topic that's off limits mm-hmm. for us. And so... This question, what is, if we've already said everything has a spiritual element to it, what is the spiritual element to, let's just say, politics or the election? Well, I agree, uh, and that's the reason we have this uh, podcast. Everything has a spiritual element to it. And I know as a pastor that um, leading up to this election, uh, I just continue to get questions about the election uh, questions about the different candidates, and uh, and so trying to answer those uh, in a spiritual way, 
relating to you know our faith, relating to what we believe yeah. as spiritual people. Uh, yes, I, I definitely agree. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think there, there's an aspect to the election that is spiritual. But sometimes I think that the the way that some people interpret the spiritual aspect of it is different than I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people interpret the spiritual aspect of an election, particularly one for the highest office in the land, is that to be spiritually correct, you vote one way. Oh, yeah. And then if you are uh, not spiritual or, or wrongly spiritual, mm-hmm. Uh, then you would vote the other way. Mm-hmm. And I tend to say, uh, I don't think it's that simplistic. Okay. So that's okay. What probably where, I don't, I don't know if you and I disagree on that or not, but I go way back in politics. Uh, I think I mentioned the first of these uh, podcasts that my undergraduate degree is mm-hmm. in political science. Mm-hmm. And um, I was not liberal, but I certainly was moderate in those days when it came to my political views. I, right. I, I, I was a Democrat. I did, uh, when we did a, in my senior year in, in political science at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga, mm-hmm. we had what called SimCon. And SimCon is where each individual in the class becomes a member of Congress, mm-hmm. whether it be Senate or you know the, the House of Representatives. And uh, I was assigned the role back then. This was before he was vice president of Al Gore. Mm. And as Al Gore, I uh, became the leader of our SimCon. I sat at the head chair and all the bills came to me. And, you know, I led the discussions and everything else. While doing that, I was an intern for the local congresswoman who was also a Democrat. So. Uh, you know, I, I have some roots there. Now, I will say, uh, before everybody turns this off, uh, that may be of a different ilk, that shortly after college, my political views changed somewhat. Right, right. But during that time, I mean, I was perfectly mm-hmm. happy with, with those views in, in my life, and that's what I espoused. We may disagree just a little bit. Um, I definitely, and you probably agree with this, uh, I don't vote for the person. I vote for the policy, the platforms. Yes, exactly. And when you look at the different platforms, we filter that through God's Word. Mm -hmm. And so when we filter the platforms and what they stand for through God's Word, uh, then I believe there is a spiritual aspect to Mm -hmm. it. Okay, that's really good. I I, I think that I would agree with you, and a lot of people would say that, that... You know, I vote, but I don't vote for political party. I vote for ideals. I mm-hmm. vote for uh, my morals. I vote for my Christian stance on particular issues. And oftentimes those tend to fall on one side or another, particularly if you are a uh, more of a conservative Christian type person, right. maybe what people would call leaning toward the fundamental side of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Well, we had one dude that sent us an email uh, on our uh, Facebook. Well, I guess that was just a comment on our Facebook page that asked a question about this, and I thought it would be a great place to start. This person said, I'm being criticized by some of my friends and coworkers uh, of not being a good Christian person because I have openly declared that I'm voting for Donald Trump. Would you say that that's a general fair assessment of what he wrote? I do, yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. Because I know it's not word for word. I don't okay, want to go yeah. back and find it, but that's pretty much what... He said, and so uh, I went ahead and answered his question just by sending it back on Facebook as a reply, but I uh, thought that would be a great place to get started. So what was your today. answer to that? 
Well, my answer to that was you're, you're voting, number one, for whom that you are voting for is not basically making a decision because of being a Christian or not. Number one, we're, we're Americans. We want what's best for our country, right? We, we, we want to vote in a way that we think that that person, what limited powers they have, I think we give the president way too many powers than he really mm-hmm. has, even that's declared by our own constitution. I uh, said so the, the idea is that you vote for whom you think is going to, as you said, before, carry out the policies that you believe are in the best interest of our country. And that in itself is a basic Christian value, right? That that we should be praying for those people who are in governments above, above us. And also the Bible says, and I think we can talk about this in a while, that God actually has something to do with the person that is governing us. So I think that, that right that we have as believers says, you know, we should be able to vote for whomever that we are led to vote for, and if that's the person that you're being led to vote for, then you're absolutely fulfilling your Christian right. Now, I'm not saying that those people who don't vote in that direction are not also praying about it, and mm-hmm. and because there's, as we will talk about, there's different things that motivate Christians to action. I agree. I agree. And uh, it, it's unfortunate um, in this political atmosphere that there is such a division uh, but I guess there always has been. It just seems this year uh, even more so. Mm-hmm. The last election and this election even more so. And uh, but uh, but I, but I agree with you that we have to make that individual decision uh, bathed in prayer yeah. and as believers, just bathing it in prayer mm-hmm. and making that decision that we feel uh, that as a believer best represents us. Um, as Christian people, but also, uh, as you said, that will benefit our country. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I take the same, uh, I take the same, I guess, philosophy that I did back when I was speaking every week to to a church. Um, I rarely ever said this is what you should do. Matter of fact, I, unless it was a very much a biblically stated uh, concept that you should, the Bible says, pray daily, mm-hmm. right? So. You, I would be happy to do it. But when we got into those gray areas, my my purpose was, my calling was, to teach the Bible. And in teaching the Bible, individual Christians are led by the Spirit in order how to implement what I have taught them from the Bible into their lives. And in certain instances, two different people may meet the same circumstance and react differently and still be led by the Spirit of God. Yeah, I do think that there are some uh, issues that uh, you could look at like that, but there are so many that are black and white. Mm -hmm. And when those issues are black and white, uh, then from the pulpit, uh, I have never um, backed down from that, Mm -hmm. and I know you have not either. Yeah, I don't back down. And uh, and so, but um, I've never from the pulpit told someone who to vote for, of course. Right. And it's uh, almost, they tell us it's illegal it, or uh, yes. uh, we might lose our tax status yes, if we were to do that. Definitely. So, of course, uh, I'm I no longer in that position. <laughs> uh, <I laughs> that was one of the nice things was uh, when I left, uh, I said, I can finally have a political opinion. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> now, I can't from the pulpit, but right. I can. You can't. Yeah, as long as you're not else. speaking. Yes. And uh, I don't know where that line is, but if you're not speaking ex cathedra, as the, yes. as the, uh, 
Catholics would say. Uh-huh. All right, so here's what we're going to do, because we could just talk like that for a long time, and mm-hmm. I know that uh, people uh, will only endure so much, that uh, what I did, Tony, was confronted you with four true or false questions, mm-hmm. and I thought we could discuss it, because there's what I hear people saying. So are you ready? We're ready. All right, we're going to talk about the spiritual aspect of this election, or it's politics in general. All right, here's the first one, true or false. Election outcomes are according to God's will. Election outcomes are according to God's will. So let me put it a different way. Could this election, if it did not turn out the way you would like for it to turn out, is somehow God's will not being done? I think, and uh, from the bottom of my heart, and I'd love to hear your opinion on it, that God either allows or authors everything that happens in this world. That he allows it or he authors it. What do you think about that? I, I believe totally, while I am not, and I'm going to state it here plainly, uh, I am not a Calvinist. Right. And that I do believe that we all have decisions to make of our own free will. Mm-hmm. That we are to be led by the Spirit. And uh, we are to do so as asking God for direction and wisdom, as the mm-hmm. Bible teaches uh, I, I do believe that God knows mm-hmm. who's going to be elected, and I believe that God is sovereign over right. that election. Mm-hmm. I go back, see what you think about I, I remember when in the Old Testament the Hebrew people, the Israelites, were being led by prophets. They were being led by appointed men of God. They were uh, greatly influenced by what we would call tribal leaders, clan leaders, family leaders, uh, who kind of took care of their own. They, they made decisions based upon what was best for them, right. and God spoke through the prophets. Mm-hmm. The people saw the nations around them, talking about the Israelites, saw the nations around them and said, hey, everybody else has got this cool thing called a king. Mm. We want one. Right, yes. God says, you don't need one. Mm. We want one. Mm-hmm. God said, I'll give you one. I'll give you what. I don't believe in that instance God believed that a king was what the people needed, right. but he gave them what they want to mm-hmm. teach them a lesson. And, of course, that first king was King Saul. Exactly. Um, the predecessor to King David. Mm-hmm. But King Saul was the king, and it did not necessarily turn out well for him mm-hmm. or for the, or the nation. Right. Mm-hmm. But he allowed them mm-hmm. To get what they wanted. Mm-hmm. So there's the instance, I think, Brother T, is that here you got God is sovereign. Mm-hmm. God gives them what they want, knowing it's not necessarily what they need. So what do you do with Romans 13.1? All right, why don't you share that with me? Passage says, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Yeah, I, so, I think that pretty much answers the question, is, is God in control of exactly. the election? So, but why did God appoint that leader? And in that instance, it was to teach the Israelites mm-hmm. uh, a lesson. Right. Was, I'm doing this this way. You want it done like the other nations. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you and show you what that looks like. And so while there were a handful of, of kings mm-hmm. who did what was right, as the Bible says, what was right in the eyes of God. Mm-hmm. The majority of them allowed their influence, their fame, the money, everything else to lead them down a path that led the nation away from God into rebellion and brought the judgment of God. Right. But each one of those God put into 
place. God is in control. God is in control. Right. I agree completely. So regardless mm -hmm. of two weeks from now who is elected and then in January, if all the votes that were mailed in are counted, mm. <laughs> we, we there's, will, another there's another one. Um, we will have a president and a Congress and a, a House of Represent Representatives and a Senate that God intended for us to have, okay. whether it be for uh, our judgment, mm. whether it be for our good, regardless, this is in God's hands. Totally agree. All right. All right. Not everybody would agree with that, but I think that's where we come down. Second true false question. Your faith should influence your vote. I think I already answered that. Yeah. You know, and uh, when I look at uh, my vote uh, as a believer, um, I, I'm just going, as I said a moment ago, Dr. D., um, I'm going to filter that vote uh, through uh, the Word of God, the way that I read God's Word. I'm, I'm going to filter my vote through that. Yep. And so I'm going to look at that individual platform, uh, the policies. I'm going to look at uh, the, the direction of the history of the candidates and what they've done in the past and base my vote on that. That's what I'm going to do. Would there ever be a time in which there were two candidates represented by the two major political parties, and um, one candidate was a confessing believer in Christ, a Christian, the other was not, yet the one who was a confessing believer in Christ was a poor leader, had a record of making poor decisions, who... Um, was being touted as the Christian alternative to the other person, while the other person, while you may not agree with their politics entirely, was established believer in Christ, not necessarily of your own denomination, persuasion, but pretty much a, a believer. Mm -hmm. uh, would you vote for the non-believer over the believer based upon policy? Uh, I would vote for the the policy, um, what they are going to, what their platform is. Okay. Uh, if their platform is based more on the Word of God, that, that's the direction I'm going to mm -hmm. go. That's personal. Yeah, and, and that's a great thing about being in America. Right. That is, you uh, for a while mm -hmm. at least, you can vote according mm -hmm. to your religious convictions. Mm -hmm. And your religious conviction might not always be that you vote for the religious person. You're right. You right. might be voting for another based upon what they believe, and that maybe even though that they're not stated follower of Christ, mm -hmm. that they, you know, their their faith, not their faith, but their actions mm -hmm. are more in line with what you believe to be right. 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 So, yeah, I, I think your faith should influence your vote, but it's not necessarily as simple as just saying, yeah, that you'll always vote for the Christian candidate. Right. That's two that we agree on. Well, that's... That's more than normal. Let's, we'll probably go downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> Question three I threw to you. Our future depends upon a political party. All right. You answer that one first. Okay. I think that's how Christians are acting. Mm. And it, it, it literally brings me sorrow. Right. Because they are acting like many Christians. And I got some good friends, the very politically active, mm -hmm. who are also 
devoted believers, deep believers, you know, the kind that they get up in the morning, get their cup of coffee and get their Bible and spend a few minutes Mm -hmm. in devotion time and prayer and will say grace over every meal and attend church on a regular basis, all those outward signs of, Mm -hmm. you know, belief, uh, who are just wrung in a knot. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm worried about some of them. that They're just going to have, you know, they're they're going to lose it Mm -hmm. if, if President Trump doesn't get reelected. Right. They're just going right. to lose it. Mm-hmm. And um, I, that brings me great sorrow mm-hmm. because what happened to God being on the throne? We say it, but do we really believe it? Well, I, I think it goes back to, and we've seen it all over social media, truly, uh, we don't depend on an elephant or a donkey, but the lamb. Right. You know? and, and so our future uh, is in King Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, not in a political party. Uh, but it is definitely in King Jesus, and uh, and I agree with you. There are those right now that, um, I mean, they have Fox News uh, with an IV hooked yeah. up, you know, <laughs> and uh, and so, uh, but uh, but you know, we we just have to um, rely on the fact. Uh, that, as we said a moment ago, our God is in control, mm-hmm. and uh, the future uh, depends upon Him and not any man uh, or not any persuasion, uh, but on Him. Yeah, I see, I met with a small group um, last week. We, we've been doing this for a while now. We'll have dinner at the person's home, and then mm-hmm. afterwards we'll gather around. And it's not necessarily a Bible study as much mm-hmm. as it's a Q&A period of time. And uh, I really enjoy it because I've not been, you know, in that environment for 10 months now. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm appreciative of the fact they invite me and we just have a Q&A time. And that was really uh, strong on a lot of people's hearts. And they asked me my opinion about that. And in my looking at the world, all the way back to the time, let's just say the Christian era, the time of Jesus, who was sitting in the seat of government at the time of Jesus. Mm. It was none other than the most ungodly person you could possibly choose, and that was the emperor of Rome, right. who not only, that for, for many of them, brutally persecuted early Christians, mm-hmm. but demanded that they themselves be called a god. Mm. And then that was the greatest revival that the church has ever known was the initial outburst, the growth of the early church where it left that little nugget in Jerusalem and, mm-hmm. and, and expanded out into you know the Judah and Israel and Samaria right. and into the Roman Empire and eventually all around the world. Mm-hmm. That began under great persecution. Then we get to the contemporary era the church in America is not the strongest church in the world, mm. by far. Right. Where are the strongest churches in the Those world? underground churches. Those underground right. churches where either the government persecutes them mm-hmm. or disavows them, will not even allow them legal status mm-hmm. in the country. Right. That if you don't belong to, the, most, of these church, the, most of these countries, with the exception of one or two, will allow a church, mm-hmm. but it's an, a church government-ordained church Mm -hmm. that follows the rules of the government Mm -hmm. and owes allegiance to the government. Those are weak churches, Mm -hmm. almost Mm non-Christian. But the churches that are the strongest are those who are under 
opposition, scrutiny, persecution. Do I want to be under persecution? Absolutely not. No. I don't want to live like the early no. Christians did. I don't want to live like the Chinese Christians live mm-hmm. or those in some certain um, communist countries in mm-hmm. South America. But yet that's where the gospel is spreading like wildfire. And I told them, I said, we, we have been in bed with the government long enough. Mm-hmm. The fact that we have been less lackadaisical, thinking right. the government's going to take care of our problems, turning to Washington or our case here in Tennessee to Nashville mm-hmm. or our local government to see that the right thing is done, we we left uh, the responsibility on the doorstep of people where it doesn't belong. Right. You know, uh, persecution uh, leads to passion. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, when I pastored in North Georgia, Dr. D., um, we started a Korean church there. Um, we had we, we worshipped in a sanctanasium, in a gym <laughs> that we turned into a sanctanasium. And so we had a chapel, and, uh, and we uh, started, uh, planted a Korean church and had a Korean pastor uh, named Pastor Sun. And uh, he was wired to glory, man. He loved Jesus. And, and I tell you, after I would preach in the sanctanasium, I would ease my way up to the chapel and listen to their singing and uh, peek in and sometimes sit on the front row. Mm-hmm. And, and I tell you, um, I could not understand the words, but the passion in mm-hmm. their heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, tears would just run down my face yeah. uh, just listening uh, to their worship because uh, they had no hesitation. They were not hindered in any way. Right. They were just pouring out their heart to God yeah. uh, because of where they came from, because of what they had gone through, with, you know, gone through. And, uh, and so uh, the early church, uh, they, they scattered because of that persecution, but through that scattering, uh, look at what God. Look at what God did. Right. You know. Yeah. So I, in a weird way, yeah. uh, the church could actually get stronger through this. Mm-hmm. There is, uh, there are these two things that occur at the end time, and I won't, we won't get in depth in this. But two things the Bible says: great outpouring of the Holy Spirit and a great falling away, right. happening at mm-hmm. the, the, the coincidentally right. Right. same time right. in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe what we're about to experience. Mm. Mm. Good point. Good point. Last question. Okay. <clears throat> True or false? Our problems are caused by bad political decisions. I think a lot of our problems are caused by bad political decisions. Um, again, uh, decisions that go contrary to God's word. God's blessing will not be on that. If it goes contrary to the word of God and it's been made by a politician, uh, then the blessing of God is just not going to be on it. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of our problems, um, uh, not not all of them, but a lot of them mm-hmm. can be traced back. Mm-hmm. My thought about this is, so so yours is like half true, half false. Yes. Okay. I I think that bad political decisions are the either the secondary or tertiary like that word? I love that word. Okay. Yes. Secondary or tertiary mm-hmm. result of what is really the problem. Mm. And can refer back to question three, is that the church, Christians, I'm not talking about the denomination because I, I just believe God's in all of them and, and God's in people who, who are called by his name. Um, I, I believe that we failed. Mm. I believe that the problems that we have are not necessarily 
primarily bad political decisions. They're bad political decisions because we have not been the people that we are supposed to be. We've not lived our lives. We've not, we've not spoken up, prayed up. We've not, we, we again, once again, became weak. Mm. And I think that void of weakness has been filled by government that, as Washington said, a government in his uh, farewell address, he talked about the fact that the, the greatest helps to political prosperity are morality and religion. Mm-hmm. And both of those, and I'm talking about true religion. I know a lot of people get into religion relationship, that sort right. of thing, but we know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. An established group of people who work together for the good of, of, of all men. Mm-hmm. You know, remember that the commandment of God is to love one another and mm-hmm. to love God. Right. So th- that's really what we live under. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because we failed in that. Mm-hmm. I think our major problems, we want to always point our finger at mm-hmm. someone or something, and uh, shift blame. Mm. I think we have a lot of blame on ourselves. So what is our challenge today is to flesh out what we believe, uh, to turn theology into biography, to live out, um, live out loud. Live out loud. What we believe. Yeah, and I, I've always, um, see if you agree with this statement, that the world will try to mold us into their image, mm. but pray to God that we don't. Right. Because I really think that they know that there's something lacking. I'm talking about people with no faith mm-hmm. that totally depend upon uh, the politics or a political figure mm-hmm. or a political party to, to make everything right again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they know there's a group of people out there who believe, as we do, that it's a spiritual aspect and they're wondering where we are. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that in us, because they may have tried to suppress spirituality, mm-hmm. it is there. Mm-hmm. And and I think that people know that that answer is there. They're waiting for someone to speak up. And I think we did so by advancing a political party, advancing a political agenda, rather than advancing God. Right. I agree completely, man. I agree completely. Well, I don't know if you guys agree with what we've talked about or not, but we at least... Uh, Share we share what we thought. We? Yes, we, we share what we thought. <laughs> and as the Bible says, we should pray for our leaders mm. and uh, for the people who are in government, whether the local government above us or whether they're the national government. And, and it does not say if you agree mm-hmm. with those political leaders, you should pray for them. Right. I don't mean pray that they die. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you pray that. Yes. that they would lead according right. to God's wisdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, there have been turnarounds, and we don't know how this is going to go, but mm-hmm. uh, we do know that regardless, it, whomever is in office, I think you both and I, we agree, it's God's will. I agree. Right? I got it. All right, good stuff, man. Yes, indeed. Enjoy talking to you on this subject. Hey, next week, you know what we're going to talk about? It kind of relates Tell me about it. The Antichrist. The Antichrist. That, you know, over the years when I was um, in the pulpit, that Mm -hmm. was often a thing that people wanted to talk about and they Mm -hmm. had their ideas about. So tune in next week. Tell a friend, hey, would you help us by subscribing, liking, commenting? That's what causes this thing to grow. And uh, by the way, Brother T, it's grown. Mm -hmm. Now, we know it takes a while, but each and every session that we're having, each and every podcast is being listened to by more people. And we're appreciative of that. Thank you for listening. It's exciting. All right. We'll see you.